Alphabet Intelligence Podcast. Afrobeat Intelligence, democratizing African music. You're back for the colors shoot. What was it for you? What was it like doing that? Honestly, it was a very, very beautiful experience. You know, I've not done something like that before. I think I was telling Houdini this that, yo, man, I really enjoyed the experience. I mean, everything was everything for me, bro. How, yeah. how was it? The setup? Yeah, this, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was really nice. And yeah, and I had a feel of what the output was okay. going to be. So, or he's going to be rather soon. Play I mean, I'm excited. You? Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, that's I'm really beautiful. excited. Yeah, that's beautiful. But with platforms like Colors, is this something you've always looked forward to? Colors, because I know a lot of artists, a lot of creators who say Colors is one of their is on their bucket list. Okay, um, I would say it was on the bucket list for me, but I mean, I, I come across their content like once or twice, and when. They mentioned it, I'm like, oh, why not? Yeah. It feels so, yeah. I mean, I was excited to, you know, to be among the artists selected for this one. So, yeah. What'd you perform? An unreleased song. It's called Many Man. Oh. Why'd you choose that, though? Because, you know, like, I mean, Colors is a platform that's, like, you, ha you know, they have, like, lots of listeners and all that. And Many Man is, like, a really personal song for me because, like, the first song, I wrote about like my experience with the accident and all that too. Yeah, so it was a really personal song and I, I wanted to let the story out there, you know, and that's why I chose that one. So when you when you perform songs like this, songs mm -hmm. that hold such deep meaning to you, yeah, does it in any way generate those emotions? Like the same ones you feel when you're writing or the sauce from where you drew it from, does it generate those emotions? Yeah, just... yeah, it does. I mean, matter of fact, Sidini was telling me when we were making the song, you know, he was concerned with like the production or where we're going to take it. And just watching me perform it yesterday, it, it, it meant a whole new thing to him. Like he could finally understand where I was coming from. And I'll say the same thing for myself because when I was performing it, it, it meant more to me. Because I mean, I passed the stage of just writing. I'm just singing the lyrics and I'm seeing how how much of an experience it is for me. So, yeah, actually generates those emotions. Interesting. Yeah. Houdini is also in the room. If I knew he was out of just giving him a mic. <laughs> what? If, if there's a mic, we could just plug him in. <laughs> okay, so, because I, I have a question for you from this. Uh, you know, uh, since you're in the room and he's mentioned your name. So, he, he, he just said, um, it under, it meant more to you, and this is a song you produced. What was different watching him perform it? The way the colors room was set up, right? It, it, there was a lot of like reverberation. So seeing his his emotions, you know, Victor is someone that emotes a lot when he sings. So seeing where his voice was carrying the room, I finally at that moment, because you know when you're recording a song, when he's recording a song, where he's re he's writing and we're producing at the same time. So my mind is focused on. Production. But this was the first time I've, I could actually like put myself out of like making the music and just connecting with what he was saying. So all the lines, I mean, when you guys hear it eventually, you understand what I'm talking about, but it, I, I could see the picture he was painting because Tony with his lyrics paints a lot of pictures. It just hit me at that moment. That's amazing. Thank you because 
one of the reasons why, okay, first, I like extremely sincere music. I like music that I consider that break the fourth wall. Especially when people are very sincere, they're, they're either crying on it or they're just speaking from their soul. You could feel it. You could yeah. feel it from the, from the music. And with your music, I feel it all the time. Huh. Like even when you're talking about, um, about sex, <laughs> <laughs> you know, even when you're talking about sex, you could literally say, okay, this is one emotional man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you always been like that? Being emotional? Would you consider yourself an emotional guy? Yeah. Real. Why? For real. Cause like, I mean, when I want to write, I just like go to somewhere. It, feel like even if I've not felt what I'm writing about before, I just try to like be in that character and just imagine that if I was going through this, how would I feel, right? So when every time I want to like come up with like a song, every time I'm composing, you know, I just, even with the chords, sometimes like down to the chord selection, yeah. like I tell the producer, oh, use these chords because I want to feel this way when I'm recording, right? And I want the chords to take oh. me to this place where I can feel this way so that I can break out those emotions. So yeah, I, I, I'll say I'm one. Yeah, I'm an emotional man. So yeah. emotional in the delivery, emotional in the writing. Yeah. Oh, I've always been, I've always been interested in how this creates, like beyond, like beyond the music, even before you picked up a mic ever, like, has this always been your disposition? Do you feel things deeply? Hmm. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll say yeah. Has there been any any example where something has hit you hard and it's not? And a lot of people would, would say, ah, it's not that deep. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. I, I don't know if I can give one now. Okay. But um, uh, I can't think of one now, Shab, but I'll say yes. Because yeah. you do strike me like an emotional <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so with music, you know, chasing this emotion in music, um, when you record and you make the final product, does it take away from, does it take away from like how important it is when you play it over and over and over again? At some point it becomes furniture. Um, For you, that is the creator. Okay. So with me, I think it's until the song is released. Okay. You know, I have this funny theory going on like in my head because like, I feel like when the song is released, it's no longer mine. Like it's for the people, so I don't connect to it as much as I did before release. Right. So I mean, until the song is released, even if I play it like a hundred times, I don't, I don't get tired of it. But once it's released, I just feel like, oh, it's out there. It's, it's for the people now, right? So yeah. it's no longer, you, you know, you know what I mean. So yeah. yeah. Oh. So you feel a certain, <laughs> feel a certain disconnect once the yeah, public gets it, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, every, anything I release for the public, I, in, a, in a certain way, I never want to like look at the things I create, whether I'm writing or recording or filming or doing yeah. anything. Once I'm done with it, I don't have to look <laughs> at it. I don't have to listen to it yeah. because it's so... Yeah, and I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. from you. It's like <laughs> looking at your dump. Yeah, facts, facts. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine. Uh, and then you go, you go through... So did it make it harder that you were stuck in a wheelchair for as long as you did? Like being this other person? I mean... Did you punish yourself for it? So being on a wheelchair, a lot happened, right? I mean, it made it harder in the sense that you know, being used to walking, 
before yeah. now and now having to like slow down your life it's like you wake up in the morning and you can't even go to brush your teeth right yeah so apart from it's affecting you physically you know what it's going to do to you mentally because you have that uh, you feel right so i mean that happened and it it now springs up thoughts in your head that oh i shouldn't have done this yeah i should have just been in school like yeah look at my family everyone is down because of me i mean look at my friends like why am i putting everybody through this so yeah being on a wheelchair definitely like made things harder but i mean at some point i just had to look at the bright side right the fact that you know i could watch the, i could slow down and just see everything in like details you know like watch the world in slow-mo yeah. you know like just be in the house all day i see everything that's happening and really dwell on when I'm thinking about something, I'm really dwelling on it because, like, I don't have anything to do, like, throughout the day. Yeah. You know, so it had its good and bad side to it, yeah. Mm. But what was the central thing you taught you about yourself, being put on the sidelines like that? Well, it just taught me to, you know, uh, it just, it taught me to, you know, before then, I was really, like, on the go. Yeah. You know, just go out, uh, go to school, go to the studio, uh, come back and, you know, but just having that pause in my life, thought it made me reflect on, on my life. I just, you know, just want to do things with more intentions, you know, like love more, be closer to the people like I really love, you know. I mean, before then, my parents always call me, I'll be like, yo, man, like we haven't seen, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm working, like, no, it's school time, you know, yeah. but like, I feel like I can always just make out that small time regardless right because like if if i had lost my life to the accident i'll i don't know i'll probably be filled with regrets sure. about the certain things that i didn't do right so that's one thing i actually learned so one, one thing just give me one thing you were doing that you did in this period one new thing you picked up um, um <laughs> let me see let me see let me see let me see uh i i i think i stay watching movies a lot right yeah. and uh I, I, before i i create like artistically with my music like i do a lot of creations like you know how i want my video ideas to be yeah. my cover arts but um th that period i was more involved right because like i could just listen to a song and i feel like oh i'm going to drop the song in the, in this in, in this time and this is how i want the video to be i, I had like that's quietness to like really think about all that and just create so yeah more of that because i've been i've not i can't necessarily say i have not had use of my legs for a bit but i've been in situation medical situations where i have yeah. been bedridden or stuck in a place surgery oh. and all of that and yeah. what gets to you is how much thoughts you begin to have to deal with yeah it's like your brain just goes off yeah like, and but the the be the good part about this is how you found a way to extract positivity from all of it as i know it, it must have made working harder but you did it yeah why everyone I, nobody expects you to work when you go through yeah. you had the accident and then you're you're confined to to a wheelchair you loss of your limbs for that period yeah. nobody ex everybody expects you to just focus on palliative care and recuperation mm -hmm. i mean 
when it happened, right, and I look at my environment and I see, you know, my mother having to be by my side, like two, four. Yeah. You know, my siblings. Okay, so she friend. was around you all yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Was. Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my mom, man. So I realized that I had to be strong for everyone around me and my fans, you know, and yeah, that's kind of like motivated me, you know, to really just get back at it and just let everyone know, like, I'm in a good space, right? Like, you don't have to worry about me. And yeah, I just, I was really concerned about like my friends and family and I wanted them to be fine. So that kind of like motivated me to, you know, just be back at it again. And I really, I, I, I did it for myself also because I had to like leave that space of, you know, just being down, being quiet and not doing anything to it. Was it harder? Uh, to to make music, to go for shows, because I remember seeing you at the Mayokun's yeah. Mayokun's event. I was down like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I was seeing you live in the yeah. gym. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> and the meal is so cool. Yeah. Like it's the first. It's the most. Would I use the word pimped up wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> was that deliberate? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, um, shout to Dapper. That was Dapper's idea. Oh, nice. And. Yeah, I mean, it was harder because before you just wake up and you wear your clothes and you go for like shows, right? So, yeah. But I mean, at that point, you know, I had to, it's slower, you know, like. Um, what did prep look like? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have to like, so literally we have to, we had to like slow down a lot, you know, like more, I had like more, um, what's it called? Road managers yeah. to, you know be on be 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 ready for me and you know just have to be carried yeah you know being carried basically so uh, instead of walking i was being carried right so yeah hang on that's what it was hang on like you made a lot of fire music in that period yeah i did a lot of it a lot of it i know i've listened to victoni first time i ever took time to listen to victoni it was the other project saturn Mm-hmm. Then I didn't know who you were. I knew you as a rapper. Then you yeah. did some rap work and all emo rap. But I, I wasn't. That's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when when uh, it was Alaji popping, yeah, that pushed the project to me. It's like ah, this this cool shit is coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I'm like, ah, why are you so excited? You're never excited about anything. Yeah. And it's like listen to this one, Joey. Listen to it. So when I heard it from that, from the first, the first track, um, more, more, yes. One that goes, ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me even find it. Uh, try not to play a lot of before they pull down my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I try not to, but yeah, let me find this one because it, it just hit me, it hit me so deeply that I never left. That was when I became a Victoni fan from that song. Oh, wow, yeah, and I still play it today. It's, it's I think it's one of your best, yeah. Um, when this happened something changed I like to think, especially when with Prey, Prey and the record that came with Prey. 
Rosemary? No, not Rosemary. They came pretty oh, came in the same oh, oh, together. Oh, oh, the one with Unfamiliar Realms, yeah. Yes, Unfamiliar Realms. So I had Pray for a while and I got, I got stuck on it for a while, but because I felt the sincerity in it. Um, it's a good song. It's yeah. a wishful song. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's Unfamiliar Realms. That's the one that really got to me more. Oh. What were you trying to say in Unfamiliar Realms? I just feel like a lot of people are in head spaces where they don't really know what's wrong with them, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, they want to ask for help and they're like, no, I don't need your help, right? So, I mean, like I said earlier, even if I don't feel something, um, I try to like just be in that character to know what it could possibly feel like to, you know, be in that space. And it was really inspired by Mark Miller's um, Wings. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I heard Wings and... I thought we didn't need to play like the exact chords and it just came to me to like talk about that, right? Yeah. You know, like unfamiliar rooms, like people are in places where they can't really explain what's wrong with them. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Your collaborator, who's he? Tredax? Yes, who's he? Because <laughs> he is he, because he's different. So, um, um, so I'm, I'm, with, with my with my songs and my sound, right? I'm trying to like build a world called Outlaw View, right? It's it's like this space where what do you call it? Out Outlaw View. Outlaw View. Yeah, Outlaw View, like V I. Yeah, I know for V I for for criminals. So yeah, um, I'm 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 building that space where my fans can like exist every time they're like plugged into my sound. Right, and Tredax is just Big Tony in the Outlaw view. Oh. I don't know if that makes sense. So, I mean, he's your doppelganger. Yeah. Oh, he's. It's like an alter ego. Yeah. That's still you. No, no way. Yeah, so, yeah. You're still Tredax. I'm still Tredax, yeah. This is mind blowing. Yeah. So, what happens when you switch to that? What's the difference now? So I mean I mean I'm in a different space like it's it's more like an imaginative space so I try to like zone off from being Victoni and just be Tredax and you know just you know when I'm in out of you I see it in my head right and at that point I'm just Tredax and yeah I just stay stuck about things going on in like out of you huh. right so hmm. and then in the delivery Tredax's delivery mm -hmm. What do you do to the vocals? What, <laughs> like, what do you do? Because Tredex, if you hadn't said this, yeah. I would never know that only one person was on that record. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you. I mean, man. What happens, what happens to, like, Tredex's music delivery? What, what changes? I mean, man, that's the mystery, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah, yeah, true, true. Uh, but a part of it is... Um, a part of the record said you, a part of that record said you don't offer me help or something, or if you offer me help, I'm going to reject it. Yeah. Or something. Um, was that something you felt? Did you, the, you got a lot of pity during, like when you were in a wheelchair. Was that something you didn't like? Yeah, I did. Definitely. I don't like PTI either. <laughs> <laughs> well, what made it suck? Yeah, because like, I mean, that's what I said. That was, that was like kind of like my motivations, you know, to just be back at it. Because like, I didn't want people to see me down and just be like, 
oh um i'm sorry it's, it's gonna be all right yeah. and you know i just had to like be back at work i just let him know that hey i'm fine yeah. right so i didn't like to hear it the same being like over and over again yeah like oh sorry sorry you know he didn't he didn't necessarily help me yeah right he just made me look at it like oh um everyone around me is not happy you know yeah. with the accident and i hate that to feel that way that I, I don't want to be the reason why everyone is like down why the air is like gloomy right so yeah it it really sucked honestly so I'm I'm getting the I'm getting the vibe that for some reason you like beyond even that particular situation mm-hmm. you 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 put a lot of responsibility on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because any other person would say, "Okay, this happened. This is it. This is real. Um, I would embrace it." But for you, it was more it was more important that people didn't suffer for you. Yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, I I just do I just do want it right. Like I mean, if 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 people did suffer for me, that's that's more suffering for myself. Owing to the fact that I always blame myself that it happened, right? So, yeah. I mean, it was like a healing process for me because making everyone feel rest assured that I am fine. Yeah men's healing for me because like i mean every everyone will be like back to normal you know like they won't have to worry about me that much and that will help me know that oh i'm getting better as well so i mean it was like a cycle sort yeah. of right so yeah but was there any positive yeah which one which positive do you hold on to uh i mean man like coming back at work and seeing like the love yeah from like my fan yeah you know yeah that one now and you had you had a lot you had a lot you had a lot you had a lot it was new for everybody yeah and it went contrary to what to convention Mm. um and so that that was beautiful but beyond that with you you you've been on the on the you've been on the back burner for a long not back burner you've hustled for a long time yeah in this uh changing your flow changing your music changing a lot of things why did you switch into this version of yourself what 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 were you getting what weren't you getting from emo rap that you knew you were going to get from this advancement um i would say i i wasn't getting something from emo rap or or that's I had a I had like a switch with the intention of you know, um, more response. Yeah, I I would say, like I consider like my music like, my 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 voice can like exist in any shape in like any form, right? True. So I just go with it, right? Because like I make music according to like how I'm feeling, you know. So I mean, times where I made emo rap were like times where I felt like I wanted to. You know, times that I was rapping, when I felt like when I was a rap man, when I'm making Afro beats, you know. So, I mean, it's it's just, I make music, like, different music in different times. So. Well, what did it need, what did you need to do to be able to, like, assume this, this current form? Uh, what was different in, like, Denise? Because I know you still write. You still, yeah, you write. Yeah. Of yeah. course you write. 
um, you paint pictures and all, it's still the same. Like what changed? Like what part of the process changed? Um, I, I think my mind expanded, um, like during COVID, okay. right? During COVID, um, you know, everyone's inside and that's when I thought that, oh, I could try out new stuff. So you had two lockdowns. Yeah. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. I did. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, see. Facts. I mean, I mean, like, you know, with the first lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought to myself, I needed to, like, try out new stuff. And that's what breathed this Saturn EP. Yeah. Right. And ever since, I've just been going on from then. Like, I do emo rap today. Tomorrow I'm doing Afrobeats. I mean, in a while, I haven't even made like any up tempo song this year. You feel like right. yeah, so like <laughs> yeah. But we're, like, but, but we're, we're currently enjoying an up tempo. Yeah, that's because like that was that was my mood like last year, uh, November or October. I can't remember when I made up with it, but that was my mood like late last year, right? But from December to like J December, January, February, March, I just be feeling like me temple and the need to discuss about life right so yeah. i haven't even made any song about party girls and all that right so like it's it feels so that's why i say like different times different music so it's just the feeling for me and i go with it so you're deeper now <laughs> <laughs> i mean you could say that i mean i, I mean I'm, I, I'm feeling like this this way i did um me, Jude, you never know what I could be feeling, man. I could just be feeling turned again and then we have another Apollo or like a Holy Father or something. Right? So, yeah. Okay. Holy Father happened. Mm -hmm. And I think it was one of your, it's not exactly your record because yeah. it, it appeared in, in Mayokun's album. Yeah. But you did a lot of work there. Yeah. And gave the record its, give the records all a lot of the positives that people connected to yeah what did it do for you holy a song like holy father mm. it did a lot holy father is like a life-changing song right in what way i mean man in every way like you know more fans more listeners you know it took me to like another level in my career mm -hmm. uh yeah I, I mean the connection with holy father was deep i mean the messages i got from that relieved yeah uh I, 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 the type of messages that i didn't get before right so i mean it just did a lot for me well with holy father how, how, how did that creation process go limit <laughs> um they are dead when it's upset holy father holy father screaming my you wouldn't expect the but when Mayor reached out, I was surprised as well. He wanted to come into my world, so he just he just told me to run with it, and I linked up with Semzi, and yeah, we did the whole thing. When was the first time you knew that it was different? That this was different in terms of public acceptance? Uh I think when the moment of release, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> of the nights of the release like, how, how was that night yo <laughs> but where were you were you here no 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 i was i was in my family house actually and because like we're all excited but the release you know my team my family everyone knew about holy father yeah you know and yeah we're really excited so 
when he came out, that excitement was the same. I got the same level of excitement um from my fans, right? And yeah, so it was really a dope feeling. Okay, so Holy Father represents a key part of what happened last year for yeah. African music. Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest songs that existed. And to have a record like that professionally, how did that change for you professionally? Um, did it, it, did it how did it influence you professionally? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. Because everyone knew you were yeah, dope. Yeah. But for me, Holy Father was just a wider proof of concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think it had like so much influence okay. on me professionally. You know, it didn't, it did not tweak much. Okay. Right. I mean, even in terms of how the world reacted to you? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't change much. I mean, Holy Father, Holy Father came out and our mood was like, finally, the world, the world is like ready, right? So it's only up from here, right? So I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like yeah. Holy Father came out and then we're just ready that oh, we're ready to like go. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So we just, it's almost like we've been waiting for like that moment and they'll be like, oh, Holy Father, Holy Father is out. Uh, this is the reception. So this is how we move. Yeah. So did, did, did Holy Father, you recorded Holy Father before Apollo? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. in no way, and Holy Father had come out before you recorded Apollo or not? Holy Father was out before, uh, um before Apollo. Yeah. And I recorded Apollo after Holy Father, but Apollo and I don't know if you heard Jury Dim. Yeah. So I, I mean I some Jury. I some yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I always have yeah, like I raised I raised that project. <laughs> I can sing it word. Yeah. I can sing like four songs there, word for word. For real? Yeah. <laughs> word for word. So I mean man, there's Jury Dim and yeah. there's Holy Father and then there's Apollo. So I mean there's always this fast tempo side of Victory. So Apollo is not owing to the fact that um, Holy Father had such a massive response. Yeah. Right. Apollo was just from within. I I really wanted to. Apollo was inspired by DJ Clocks. Remember you? So oh yes, Jory. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is this is Jory them. Yeah. It's one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me this gives me so much joy to, yeah. to hear this. Because <laughs> just goes. I'm, I'm trying to get the one. So yes. Yes. Yeah, so your your up tempo records stand out. Yeah. And is. after listening to Joe to Joe Rhythm, I was wondering like why even though I enjoy everything else, mm -hmm. I'm like, why doesn't this boy take us to club a lot more? <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, my, my, my up tempo like side, it comes like once in a while. Yeah. And when he calls my team, they're always like, let's put it out, man. Let's put it out. So, like, so I don't even have much in the reserve. It's right rare. <laughs> yeah, it's rare, right? Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so with Apollo, yeah, like, DJ Clocks, remember you, ever since, like, I was younger, I really loved the song. And I always wanted to make something, uh, you know, similar to that. So I took the exact progression yeah. from the song. Let's tell you how much I love the song. And, yeah, that's that's what breath and um, Bethard Apollo, right? So, yeah.
with, with Apollo, what I heard in Apollo was what I heard in Apollo was what I what I heard in Joe Radom. Mm-hmm. That up tempo vibe, yeah. that joy yeah. that comes from yeah. like movement yeah. and all. So when 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 it was coming out, and then your people hit me at Dafe. Yeah. Like shout out to him, great yeah, guy. Yeah. And so he hit me up and he's like, "Ah, oh, we've got something new coming though." I'm like, "Ah, oh, what is in this one?" And he's like, "Yeah." So when I heard it, I was like, "Ah, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening?" Yeah. So this is a polo. How it's right. I know God, though. I know God. <laughs> yes. Apollo. Apollo is taking us back to the clubs. Yeah. Or to the, the not like back that. to the, the clubs. Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you I'm did the club show, was it last night? Last night, yeah. Oh, how was it? Was it for Apollo? Yeah, it was for Apollo, you know, like, uh, that's that's the perfect space for Apollo to really exist and, like, you know, bloom well. So that's why I took it to the club, man. I wanted to know what I wanted to see people move through it, right? Yeah. I wanted to, you know, just say, yeah, I did a very good job. So yeah, I was at the club last night, and uh, matter of fact, I'm in the club tonight as well. Uh-uh. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like yeah. And and the reception you got in the club, like when you when you get when you make this music mm-hmm. for yourself, how do you know? I'm not not even digital. Like, seeing yeah. how do you know when people like your record? I mean, you can't you can't feel it, right? Yeah, I don't know. We artists, I feel like we can't feel it. Even even when people react to like the record and like keep positive and tell us that oh, they like it, we can always still feel when they are not really feeling it, but they're just saying it to us. So you feel, yeah, but pe- um, people can tell. Yeah, yeah, but I can tell when people genuinely like feel my record i mean i pulled it last night um i was somewhere before we went to the club and dj played it and i read the room they didn't know the song obviously it's a new song but i mean the energy was was really dope and i'm like yeah apollo is a good one and he has like serious potentials you know to be one of those club hits and it, it does the global hits at, it, at does. Large, yeah. it yeah. does it does it does it does because i rarely ever feel like records de- okay i always feel your music yeah, yeah i'm not saying this because <laughs> of you. that's why i support uh, yeah. because i'm a fan yeah i'm also a fan of the art um so with apollo i play in my car on yeah. these huge ass speakers and i put yeah. install this big ass speaker in the trunk so it's always a party when I drive. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I had that to. Late. That's yeah. how much I love music. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I go there, I put it in the car, I do the car test for every yeah. record. I play that pull and every, everywhere shoot. <laughs> 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 I knew this was that's it. Five, yeah. <laughs> I knew this was it. So when I told that, like, you guys deep in the kicks, you've made this faster. Yeah. And he's like, yes, of course. Yeah. Like, well done. Yeah. Well done. Well done. And. But it's in contrast. Records like that are in contrast to the collaboration you did with Rexy. That um like that. Like that, yeah. Like that is a bit slower yeah. and all of that. Nobody expected you to do a record with Rexy. Yeah. Or a a capsule. Yes. That's right. that's how yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> a capsule with Rexy. Where where how did that connection happen? I mean we producers, right? I I 
hear it when when I listen to like their work and I just hear like a side of them that you know like people don't really acknowledge and I want to like utilize that so I mean Rexy is an extremely talented producer big shout out to Rexy Reds but the records he's like really known for are like the up-tempo you know the club manga yeah. which is like really which is dope right but yeah. I mean on the side Rexy is a really musical person yes yes right so I mean he plays the keys I know that so we had like we had like um a session in this place and first day we banged out like you know two records I mean the another day we bang out like three records so Whoa. I mean uh, and they are all on different wavelengths I have like six songs with Rexy and Whoa. they're all different so I mean like that just happened to be one of those songs you know we're just moving from one space to another, another. yes yeah, so, yeah so I was at Rex's space last year yeah I think yeah we had this I spent time with him last year mm -hmm. late last year just before your capsule came out yeah Nataraja so I spent time with him and he told me his story about how he got into production and who he was yeah he used to make blues he used to he used to make blues for real yeah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, even know in that. the Japan day he used wow. to, yeah he used to make blues and make all of these things until one day I think one day he met Slatan yeah and Latan asked, was this Latan Naamade? But he, he hung with that crew yeah. and they, that cluster. Yeah. And then they asked him to do something. Yeah. And instantly he just said, these blues, I don't they make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, they come out. Mm. So let me try something else. And then he did. And that's that's, yeah. what, that's what gave him a, his, yeah. a new life entirely. That's what yeah. gave him success. Yeah. But much of his much of his learning and his formative years and production was pretty much alternative. Yeah. So that explains why a record like um like that could, you know, come about, right? So yeah. Yeah, he has that side that, you know, people don't really tap into. I mean, if you're going to Rexy for production, you know what you're going for. You're going for, like, a needy banger, right? But, I mean, Rexy, I just wanted to create... I mean, be, making music is is never about um oh i need a heat song yeah right because i mean i feel like the moment it begins to feel like that for me uh i don't even know it becomes uh, a hustle yeah you feel right and that is not what music is for me music is just expressing man what i feel inside so yeah so and but you guys got another one with uh ego yeah, ego. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys got. You yeah. guys went closer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys went closer to yeah. the familiar territory. Yeah, I, I like. I prefer like that though. Yeah, me too. That was yeah. why you guys made a that you guys made a visual. We made a visual for, right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, like that. I wrote like the concept for the, because I could see ego as well. Like I wrote the concept for both videos. But yeah, I mean, we like that. I, it was I was more intentional, because yeah. it's sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he got me there. <laughs> yeah, so, what do you do when you get into all of these spaces and then you have to do this? Like, you have to sim not simulate because you're drawing from experience. Yeah, so you have to represent those sort of interactions. Yeah, yeah, because it felt real. Yeah, 
it? Doesn't that leave you too exposed? <laughs> Don't you feel like, oh, no. Nah, man. Like, because, like, I mean, man, I, I like sharing my experiences. So when others, so, I mean, people, if I don't go that deep, like, people people need to see me, like, as an open book with my music, yeah. right? And they need to, like, relate. You know, like, when people keep me up about, like, that, or close friends, when they tell me about, like, that, they're like, yo, man, the song, like, it really reminds me of this time I had this thing with someone. Or, do you feel, like, yeah. so, and that's what I want so, people to feel. So, they listen to, like, that. Mm -hmm. It reminds them of when they had sex with another person. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Let's, 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 let's. <laughs> Let's call it what yeah, it is. Because yeah, yeah. so, my record like that, it's sex. Yeah, it's As it. if someone says, it reminds me when I was with another person, they're like, it reminds me when I was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Th that must make you proud, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why not? How would you sing this with a straight face? <laughs> Yo, I mean, man, so the beauty of creating a song like that is the feeling, right? You're writing about sex, but still, you still have to be artistic about it. True. So that whole process is just so beautiful. Because trust me, man. Writing like that, I had to like really like think deep. It's not just saying, "Oh, girl, come to my room." Mm. Let's get us that. Take you it off. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you feel so? I had to like take time. You know, like evilly face. I see the link of my lolly. You feel like yeah. So I'm I'm imagining like I'm I'm thinking about her doing those stuff, and I have to like craft it in a way that is it is it's it's interesting to listen to, right? So yeah, like it's such an amazing experience. Trust me. So for records like this, when you put your, not specifically this one, but like for your records. Yeah. When you pour, when you create these things and they are, you create them, they're yours, they, they hold your spirit. How else do you consider them? Like your art, like do you ever go back to them? Like the records in the shelf, the ones in your reserve. Yeah. You go back to them and you're like, this is a lot. Like how do you consider them? So people would look at their records and see them as, I remember talking to a guy and then he says, when he when he's done recording, he sees his records as his break of how, break, like he's building a house. Yeah. Like that's how he describes it, likens yeah. it to a house. And he says, every song here just takes me to that, to the point where, the part where he calls it the roof. Mm -hmm. So how do you consider your music? Do you see it? So people would look at their music and say, ah, this is the right hand of justice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. so like how do you consider your art well i just because like i feel like they are like they are each record is like very different from like another so like when i mean like when i when i make like this one i go back to the sensei that i'm like this is amazing, and I make another one. I go back to that. This is amazing. So, like, I feel like when when I listen to them, I only like, I feel like the results that or the or the reaction I'm going to get from people yeah. when I finally like put them out, and that kind of like excites me, right? Makes me feel like yo, I can't wait for this. To be, I can't wait for people to see this part of me because like there's so much I have to show. And the funny thing is, 
I, I have like a, a lot in my reserve, right? Yeah. And I'm still making more, still like discovering new stuff, right? Still making like new stuff every day. Give right? us more capsules then. Yeah, I'll, I'll do sure. more of that. Please, please sure, do, do more please do. And for the industry, like when a lot of people consider you to, you can see it online everywhere where people say you have, Okay, you're called a hookmaster a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but people consider you to be one of the, it's still early days, but you've been touted as one of the generational talents of this yeah. of the space of Africa. Yeah. Does that put some level of responsibility? Does it in any way, knowing that these expectations exist from something that you're creating from your head? Mm-hmm. I'm not really. Cause like I mean, it. I just I just made what I made and people feel that way, right? So I don't even like to think about it. You know, like my favorite place to be is in the studio, right? And when I'm here, like everything, like everything, I shut out like everything. It's a big studio, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I was I was in the big one in London, and yo, that's like the biggest space I've ever been in. <laughs> but yeah, like. Every time I'm in the studio, I just kind of like shut out like everything, you know. I don't think about what's going on out there, what people are saying. I'm barely on the internet, right? Like, you're barely my, on the internet. Yeah, my like, trust me, man. Like my man, my manager had is like my socials like all the time, right? And yeah, so like I I see these things like they motivate me, but I don't I don't ever want to take out the fun of creating. I I'll never say I, I wouldn't say that I'll never feel pressured or you know like feel responsible for certain things because like obviously i don't know what the future holds and when you get to like certain heights definitely feel that way right but for now i'm still just trying to have the fun that i can you must really enjoy crossing your leg yeah (laughs) 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 okay okay so but where does it all come from you know um where does this all come from? When was the first time you ever made music? It all comes from, you know, like, I mean, listening to guys that I idolized and... And where are these, where are some of them? That's, that's the Drake. Okay. Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Uh, you know, like the John Bellions and oh, I, the rest. I, so I listened to those guys and I really just wanted to do what they were, like, have mine, right? And that explains why my early days I was rapping, <laughs> right? Because like, um, when I when I listened to Drake, I listened to like Kendrick, you know, I tried to do my and I mean, first time I made a record, a record was after my secondary school. Immediately I was done with like SSJ. I'm like, yo, the first place I want to be in is in the studio, like you. But prior to that, you've been I've rap- been writing. I was oh, writing a, a lot. Yeah, I was writing like a lot, and I knew like, and I knew one day I was going to like record this beat. So the f- the first thing I did, I recorded like a cover of um, Budaki Yellow. Yeah. That was Cardi B. A cover of Budaki Yellow. Yeah. Did you release it? Let yeah. me go find I mean, it. Like, go on SoundCloud. Just, ah, <laughs> go on SoundCloud. You see. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I was sixteen then. Yeah. Right. I mean, please play. It. Oh. <laughs> Did you call it Bodaki Yellow? Because we yeah, it's never called, like, um, Bodak. Let me check my SoundCloud. Okay. 
pulling it up. But wow, that's interesting. No one would have thought, but Shai, you were a rapper. Yeah. I, like I found it. Yeah. I found it. Yeah. Found it. Found it. Found it. This is Boda Kielo by Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I was money, I will grab it. I was up here to to do the mathematics. It can off me. I was water paramedics. They make me move. They paralytic. Nope. So the depths, you are critics. I just want to get a million in a minute. I just want to get you where when I spit it money to the scene. It's better than repeat it. Nope. All the stops you be tweeting them before I call. Then you delete it. Scotty, my blood. You got credit. And this was at 16. Yeah, I was 16, right? <laughs> <laughs> This is fire. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and so you left, you went in there, recorded Bodak Yellow. Mm -hmm. this after maybe you were done dropping your pen at, in secondary school. Yeah, yeah, I did it and I dropped it on SoundCloud, you know, and it has, how should I encourage you? Trying to cut on it. Probably had like 200, please. Or something. <laughs> it has, it, I think it has 900 now. Okay, 900. 917. Oh, okay. Plus now 980. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but. I mean, man, I had like a really small audience then, but I I feel like everyone who tapped play really enjoyed it, and that was enough for me. It was it wasn't even about the numbers, right? It's, it was about like the connection or how much people felt it. So I had like pretty had like one k followers there on Instagram, and yeah, I dropped it, and everybody they were really fucking with it. So yeah, so that that convinced you at that point yes. that you had something. Yes, yes, it did. Yes, yes, it did. At home, did they support it at home? Well, I mean, my siblings did, my parents did, but they were not so sure. You know, like everyone's, every, everyone's parents has this ideology about, you know, how the music industry is, you know, artists uh, tend to like womanize drugs mm -hmm. all that. So, <laughs> so they had that fear and... Yeah, so that kind of that kind of like held them back from being supportive, but it didn't at the same time make them put a stop totally to it, right? They but just let you do what you just let me do what I wanted to do. But the thing is, for instance, before I go before I go for like an event to like perform, I have to like tell them like a week earlier, and they will be like, "Oh, we think about it," and they'll call like family meeting for your for for a show, bro, for <laughs> for one show, right? <laughs> So, I mean, it, it had, like, if I could do stuff, I, there were lots of processes, but, yeah, they didn't, like, necessarily stop me. When did those processes end? When when were they able to finally trust you? Um, So, I think we, when I entered, like, the uni, yeah, right, and, yeah, they, I wasn't really at home all the time, and they saw that, man, you can't necessarily hold this boy back, right, because, I mean, he's going to be in school, never know where it's going to be so they they realized that it was better i had these conversations with them rather than hiding it so they knew when to like let loose a bit and yeah so ever since then they just be you just tell us man whatever you want to do tell us before you do it before you sign anything before you you know just let us know so when you want when you have like a new deal in front of you now do you call back home yeah and say, this is it definitely so then, now and then they have to review it too yeah. to make sure you're getting the best deal. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a level of support and protection that a lot of people would kill for. Yeah, right. Yeah, extra eyes <laughs> on yourself. People that really care yeah, about you. Yeah. And in a way, 
they had they had reasons to be scared of this industry. Mm -hmm. You you're in the industry now. <laughs> did, 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 what, what have you seen? <laughs> um, it's wild, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't understand. You can't understand why they were scared. Yeah. Right. It's it's really wild out here. Right. Things that we see. Yo. Yes, it is. <laughs> and imagine that they're yeah. you know, making a record yeah. about someone licking his lolly. <laughs> <laughs> like so do you in in terms of and i'm very i'm and this is for my own personal entertainment yeah <laughs> you know you make a record like like that yeah and then you send the do you send it back home <laughs> but um speaking yeah, now you bred this up um you know the the, the, there's a snippet I have on my Instagram. It's that Bum Bum Diddy first. And yeah. One time I was came and she's like, yo, this one that, because they call me Ibuka. Yeah. And she came and said, ah, this one that Ibuka is singing about Bum Bum Diddy. It was just really funny, but I mean. Was it awkward right? for you? I, no, it was just funny, right? But I mean, man, I'm, come on, man. Like, I'm, they will always see me as, they're a baby boy, but I mean, I know somewhere at the back of their mind, they will know that I mean, he's of age. So, this one don't go. Yeah, so yeah. he's old enough to make decisions and all that. So that's why it's not much of a problem at the same time. Hmm. But then this this level of support, this level of uh, this anchor. Yeah, I, I see. I see like home as anchor. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a lot of that. I could see, so I, I, I can understand when yeah. people talk about like their home parentage growing yeah. up, I can understand what they have by not having it. Yeah. And does that make things easier for you when you, how does that influence how you move knowing that home exists? Honestly, sometimes we tend to forget. And that's one of the things like the accident taught me, right? Cause like before the accident, I feel like I didn't really appreciate like the essence of home right because but after then seeing the people that were by my side when it wasn't all that good yeah just made me realize that there's always a place to fall back to when it's really like rough sometimes when i feel like really down i could just call my sister and just be like yo i'm coming over like just i don't necessarily have to communicate like whatever is going on with me to her but just their presence you know just takes you in a space that's different from your daily life studio show and everything so it really helps a lot knowing that there's always a place to fall back to and there there's always open arms you know yeah nice that, 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 that must be nice yeah, yeah, yeah. it is yeah, it is yeah. it is because because i see people do things in this game and mm -hmm. I'll speak candidly. I've seen people do things in this game and, you know, publicly, you know, it's, they do public things in this game and publicly the world would analyze it differently. They would process it as you being an artist, you being a creative and handing it over. But for me, I'm like, how Sunko? Like, yeah. like, don't you have yeah, people you have to go yeah. be accountable to See. that you have to do like, yeah, I feel, I understand what you say, yeah. But has that ever stopped you from moving the way you want or influenced how you move? I mean, man, with me, I always move how I want to move, but 
I I think my upbringing, my upbringing, and you know, my foundation just let me know like I can't move in like certain ways. Not just because I'm accountable to home, yeah. but just owing to the fact that it is not just right with me. So, but it doesn't stop me from you know I, everything I want to do. I've, as long as I feel like it's right with me, yeah, I'm going to do it. But whatever's right with me is right with home. Yeah, you feel so. Yeah, and you you have all of this now. Um, this is happening. Apollo's out. Yeah, is there a project coming? Mm-hmm. Definitely this year. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Honestly, I want I want to put out music this year because like I haven't even put out music. You know, like I I mean I I feel like I, I dropped Saturn when I just started this whole singing P. Yeah barely depth to it but like i had to feel like i have a lot of depth and after saturn i dropped pray holy father rosemary yeah um what else not so people haven't really heard me so definitely i want to put out music man i want to just drop all that p man like just <laughs> just just have it all in the public yeah i i i, I can feel that yeah. i understand that and so in in all of this you know apollo is doing its thing yeah you have um Outlove you, yeah. Who else is an outlove you? Who else is an outlove you? That's 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 cousin, but I mean, I've not really worked on the character, right? Because, like, so all of these characters are you, but you, no, no, I mean, Tredax is like only me, yeah, but cousin reps someone else. And the thing is, like, everyone is everyone who's like a fan of Victory has. A, an alter ego in the outlaw view because yeah. like we all exist differently there and i'm hoping to like bring this to life proper so i can introduce it to my fan my fans and they could have like this experience themselves yeah. themselves because like i feel like they have the ability to do that as long as you're like in touch with me and you're you're like really into my music you have that ability to like you know connect to your alter ego in the outlaw view so yeah it's not just me it's just us, all of us ah. so I think I think when I joined the I love you <laughs> <laughs> so I could I could I could I could show you something right okay. I mean with um, so fascinating yeah <laughs> so with the cover art for Apollo yeah you see um, uh, the purple ladies so apparently the, the that every pi- girl, that tiny angel. Yeah. <laughs> so every girl, every girl in the outlaw view is um purple, right? And every boy in the outlaw view is blue. So that explains why Tredax is blue, and that explains why. So we're just different there, tapped into the music and just enjoying a different space. Nice. And but why did you choose to go with the name Outlaw? Why? Because like I mean I feel like. In our society today, I feel like being yourself, just being yourself <laughs> means you're an outlaw. Because a lot of people are not themselves. So it's kind of like abnormal to be yourself. Being original is it's, it's, it's sort of like protest. It's, it's, a, it's a form of protest. Do you understand? So like, and that's why I like, that's, that's why I went with this. Because like, I just want to like, you know, I want everybody who really is a fan of Victor need to see the essence in like being themselves and you know just doing what they want regardless of what society thinks or you know so i mean if being yourself means you're an outlaw then so be it 
Mm. Okay. I want to be blue though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Definitely, definitely, definitely. Work on, work on yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of this has happened. Apollo's happening. You're raring off to a great year. Yeah. Already, it's with the first release. I'm already having goosebumps. So I'm thinking, in all of this, mm-hmm. this your journey, this pursuit of arts, this pursuit of excellence and creativity, all yeah. of that. So I'm wondering, like, with all of this happening, it's still day one for. But what do you want to get out of this? When, you know, all is said and done, what do you want to go home? Uh, I just, I just, I just, I'm putting all these things out there to, you know, so people can't say that, okay, Victoria, listening to your music helped me get through this time of my life. Hey, Victoria, listening to your music. Help me do this. Hey, Victoria, your music was such an inspiration. Hey, you feel so like... So service. Yes, like service, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not about Victoria. It's about, like, what my music can do. Because, like, I mean, we are all vessels, right? Take Victoria out of the... Take, take, take me out of the picture. My music is still very important, right? So, I mean, like, we are all vessels. And I feel like that's the reason why God just gave us this talent. Or other people it's not even for ourselves so yeah at the end of the day that's what i want sounds good sounds really good service but that's that's the very nature of music yeah it's for other people it's for other people yeah. yeah it's what you do it's something yeah. you do to improve the lives of other people yeah yeah but sometimes like we it's, we, we get it all wrong yeah you know it's like at this we get it all wrong because like like i bad yes that i use like but you're bad i'm bad yeah but like but what i'm saying is how do i put it well you understand sometimes, saying, sometimes yeah. it becomes it, it becomes a an it becomes a, an an effort in ego yeah come an exercise yeah. in, in, in ego ego yeah but i mean it's not it's not about you man like you feel like yeah i get you thank you so much thank, thank you, you. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had i had fun with this yeah, thank, yeah, you. thank you thank you thank you